Episode 56, The Strain of Change. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And tonight we're going to be talking about the strain of change and how changing churches, how that impacts your marriage and your intimacy. Um, But it's been, we've had quite a lot going on this week. So we always start with what's been going on before we get into... What's been happening in the DiLorenzo household. Exactly. And uh, do you want to start anywhere in particular or... Um, no. I was going to give a shout out to you. You passed that, uh, level, level three certification test. I did. Okay. Thank you very much. This is, for, this is for, this is for USA cycling. And so there are three levels, level three, two, and then one being the highest. And I, pa- I passed the introductory one. Yay. Which is, it may not sound big to you guys, but I've been wanting to do this for probably three or four years now. Probably. And honestly, just never, I, I I got the manual, I started reading it and I just never did it. And finally I decided, you know what, this is something I am passionate about. It's something I do regularly with the guys that I ride with and I want to do it. So I took it. And the cool thing is, is that I have another buddy of mine here in San Diego who runs cycling camp, San Diego. If you want to check him out, Really great guy if you're a cyclist, cyclingcampsandiego.com. Rob Panzera is the owner and operator of that. And he runs camps here in San Diego and has asked me to attend a couple in February. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I will only be able to be there for two days for each of the, the week each week. But I get to be out there and I'm gonna be a Sherpa and his grunt. I'll be out there on the road just helping along, doing what I can do and Learning from Rob because Rob is a fantastic dude, and you can and you can see Rob's interview on the Fit Marriage Show, mm-hmm. episode four, I think. That I couldn't answer for you. Yeah, I don't know, but Rob's a cool guy. So yeah, I'm excited so, yeah. about that, and it we'll was, be doing. Uh, now, and I, I do have to share it was an open book test, but it was still so he's <laughs> sitting there so doing this test, still. and he's got his manual, and you know every once in a while I'd be like, uh, and you know he blurt out something i don't know fev1 dealing with asthma and for those of you that have asthma that means a lot to you for me as he's sitting across the table from me i'm like i don't even know what you're talking about i didn't know what i was talking about and so you know i'm doing research on my laptop and he's trying to find the answers and his stuff and it was not an easy test no even the questions i got asked and i hadn't read the manual so you're telling me kudos to you for passing they i i'm i'm impressed that they made a an open book test so challenging right you know that it wasn't just like okay you know here's a bike type of thing what part is which it would have been a lot easier for me but no there's a lot of stuff in there that i really dug and i do dig and i'm learning constantly and applying you know that i apply in my own training and and now helping folks over there at fit marriage so it's 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 cool stuff and mm-hmm. i'm going to start training for or training for start studying for uh what is it my group fitness instructor certificate so that's my next one very cool yeah i also signed up for the spartan race 
Ah, so if you want to check that out, that's SpartanRace.com. And it's a a super Spartan. So it's an eight plus mile race with, I don't know, like 15 plus obstacles and fire jumping. It's like an obstacle course on steroids. You know, he shows me the picture and people are covered in mud and they're jumping off of stuff. and, And he's like, yeah, you guys can come watch me. And I'm thinking there is nothing about this that like it just doesn't even I would be going to see him I mean there's my just, supportive wife yeah I, that's all it would be because I'm looking at this and it was funny whenever, well that's part of it sometimes you're just supportive it doesn't mean you gotta like it or enjoy uh, it or do it well just, yeah oh yeah because be I'm supportive. not but I, I have to share with you that I was um Abby was over at a play date at one of our friends house and and she had seen that you posted about the Spartan race oh what, today no this was last week oh and uh uh, yeah, post up on Facebook. And so she's like, yeah, I saw Tony's doing that Spartan race. And she's like, yeah, I think I might have to check that out. Not, not the eight mile. What is it? The super Spartan. But that's the only one they have here. Right. But she, they have a, they, they have, have a, a short three mile, like a three mile, a, a, a three mile course. And so she's that's, like, yeah, that would be fun. And I'm thinking, and then they have the death March, which is like, it's almost like an adventure race at that yeah. point. It's like 24 hours, it's 24 hours. And, but if you're one of the top three finishers, I saw that you get an automatic qualification into the death. Well, I, I doubt I'm going to be in the top three. I'm going to just be happy. I mean, this is out of my, this out is of way my, out of the comfort zone. Yeah, this is out of my comfort zone. It took me a little while to even pull the trigger on this. this, this and is so day, for, yeah. for me, this is, this is not on my bike or just working out in my, my garage and doing what I, what I enjoy. Um, this is just different. It, it's going to take some, some, uh, I don't know what, it, what it's going to take. I, I'll be motivated. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I've taken a week off from that's February 26th. Yeah. I've taken a week off from working out, did a lot of recovery, did some big long rides last couple of weekends and, and starting up, um, tomorrow or today while you're listening, I'll be starting my workouts and, and priming myself up. So, so stay tuned for the episode on February 27th when he <laughs> will have completed it or finished the thing we got to pray for is that this high ankle sprain goes away because it's bugging. Okay, that would that would be bad. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be cool. So I got that, and then I'm going to do a double century at the end of March, right before we go on our trip to Puerto Rico. Solving? Yeah. You doing solving again? Yeah, my buddy Bob just posted something, and he's setting it all up, so I don't have to do squat other than register and go. Oh, hey. So I'm cool with that. That's Where the nice. last times I've done it, I'm over there having to do everything and coordinate it, and this one I'm not. I just told him, I'm like, hey, I need a ride and I need a room. Let me know where I got to go. And Salvang's a double century that Tony has done. A double century for you guys is 200 in, miles in one day. And in one day on a bicycle, all, all self propelled. Um, so for those of you that are rolling your eyes, going, why on earth would a human being want to do that? Um, I'm right there with you, but he does it. This is actually one of his most favorite double centuries. It is. Yeah. And um, I've done it three times. Only three times? It's the only one I've done three times. Oh, okay. I mean, I've done nine. Like- I've done nine last year. 2010, I didn't do any. So 2007, eight, and nine, I did nine in three years. That's called the triple crown each yeah, year. Each year, three double. So, yeah. Well, how's your workouts going? They're going really well. And um, why And why are you doing these again? Why are you going after it? Why am I? Because we're going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> you want to have a tight ass. Yeah, I want to be bikini ready. Um, it, it, on the my wife is already sexy. But she's she's just toning it up and she's looking hot. Uh, well, Gets me that. excited. Okay. A lot of physical, sexual intimacy, excitement going on. Yeah, for me. it's no, it's been going really well. Yeah, this is heading into the second week of the transformation challenge. Um, they're on Fit Yummy Mummy, and you know I have to say for me, 
it's it's just a mental you know i'm realizing how much of fitness is a mental game it's not so much your physical um it's it's your mental you meaning know meaning getting up and doing it well get you know making it motivating yourself making it a part of your life um, mm-hmm. In terms of, you know, the workouts that I'm doing are 10 to 15 minutes, but I'm doing them six days a week. And so Monday through Friday is not a problem because either if Abby wakes me up early enough, I can do it before the kids are even really up and moving before school. If not, I just know that at 8.15, I'm leaving the school grounds, I'm coming home and that's my workout time and I'm showered and dressed and ready to go by nine with my day. Um, Saturday was a little, you know, I'm like, oh, the kids are home. I still have to do a workout. Mm-hmm. okay let's and you know and today's we're recording on monday so it's martin luther king jr day so the kids are home again i'm like okay i think it. saturday worked out good though because you waited for me to get home from riding mm-hmm. and then i was able to at least corral the kids a little right bit. because since we turned off our tv right. um or we turned off our cable there's no sunday saturday morning cartoons for them to we did turn off cable we did that but the workouts are going well and i can yeah. i can honestly say that after two weeks even though it's the completion of the first week of the challenge i actually started doing the workouts um, a week before the challenge started. started. And, you know, it's the little things. It's when you sit down, and ladies, you can understand this, there's that little bit of skin and or fat, depending on your body, right where you you sit down. It's like right there on the side of your hips. Do all women have this? No. Uh, no, I'm just saying that oh, if you do women, have it, okay. you know what I'm talking about. Gotcha. And it's getting more toned, and it's getting smaller, and it's just one of those little areas of your body where you're like, oh, you know, and you know, it's healthy food choices. We've really eliminated, um, we've eliminated so much junk in our house that our kids are now like, they just, we leave nuts on the counter and they just go by and grab a handful of nuts or they like Alex was hungry today and I'm trying to figure out, you know, he's like in the refrigerator for a while. And then I see him, you know, I hear a spoon and a bowl. And I'm like, what the heck is this kid getting? He's getting himself a big old hop you know, honking bowl of cottage cheese and he's eating that. And, mm-hmm. um, even at dinner, they know that if they want, you know, like having a bagel to them now, is kind of getting to be their treat because they know they have to eat their dinner. Although I had ice cream with them on Friday. I was like, eh, whatever. Friday but, or Saturday. But you know what? That's, that's not a big deal nah, because they are, they're getting so dialed into healthy eating that if they have a bowl of ice cream, mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I mean, Alex was talking to us with a mouthful of broccoli tonight because right. he was still hungry. And I'm like, okay, you've, you've had your, your fun treat, your bagel, um, fruits and vegetables. That's where you're at in the meal if you're still hungry. And so it's just really exciting to see them make great food choices. Granted, I've severely limited their food choices so they can only make good food choices, but they're not fighting us on it anymore. Right. Like they were when I first started changing things. And so that's, that's exciting. Yeah. And, and- for all of you out there, this transformation that we've gone through is probably in about a seven-year process right now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's probably been about seven years, and a lot of it started when I got back into shape. And you know what? I, I wasn't sure how to eat and what I was eating, and because of cycling and a lot of the, I like to call them cycling myths of just you eat these high carbohydrate meals constantly, and you're burning you know, you're, you're riding and you're burning 4,000 calories. So just eat as much as you want. And, you know, I, I've gone through a lot of transformations, but you know, one of the things during some of those times was I was the only one seeking that. And it was, it was tough. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because Elisa would still be going like, well, who cares? You know, I can, I'll eat what I want. The kids will eat what they want. And I'm over here trying to go, okay, well, I'm trying to eat better. So there have been times, and I'd say more so than not, that we, Elisa and I were on different pages when it came to to this and Absolutely. with nutrition. And so it, it there is that struggle you have, especially for myself who was fit and trying to be fit and trying to do stuff. And, and she was there going, well, I'm still going to eat this. I'm going to do that. And, and, and I'm sorry to say, Elisa did the shopping and still does the shopping. So he was at my mercy. I was. And I, many of you could have gone, well, geez, Tony, just go to the grocery store yourself. Sure thing. I I could have, and you are 100% correct. Did I do it? No, I, I would buy supplements and I would do all this other stuff thinking I was getting stronger and about I'd say three, four years ago, I really started making a shift. I, I'd come off a really bad, just a low point in my cycling and working out career. Well, Cause you went really extreme too. Yeah. Well, that, that was part of it. I mean, I was just, I was in the trenches every weekend, just going long and just depleting myself. And there were some tough times in there and I, and I had to take a step away mm-hmm. from it all. But it, there are those times if you're out there and you're trying to eat healthier and your, your family is, you feel like they're up against you, you're not alone. You know, the best thing to do is try to talk about it and continue to talk about it and keep doing what you're doing. I like to think that, you know, just by being active and being physical over these years that it's a little rubbed off on Elisa. You know, maybe not a lot, but <laughs> some it's of it is, there. it's rubbed off. No, no, I mean, we we do workouts together now. I mean, we do them not, yes. you know, but it's 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 it, hard for me. It's hard for Elisa. It's fun for me. I love it. She sort of goes, eh. look forward for that video on Friday on the Fit Marriage Show or not the Fit, on fitmarriage.com because we're we're going to video one tomorrow. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I'm excited. So if Elisa's not like smiling and stuff, you can scream well, at your I screen. Well, now I have to be because No, you don't you've have. All, to you've be. set it all up that now I, I have know. to be smiling. I know. But yeah, so, so it's, 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 it's been, been a process and you know when you have kids and there are lots and lots of convenience foods out there for parents and for, families yeah, and I for mean, kids. Running to go get pizzas. or we, We've done it all. You know, um, running to go get the crappy smoothie just to shut them up. Now I've got a son who... You know, running to the burger the grocery joint. Store. I take, you know, I take my, the kids are to... You over, are you talking over me? Well, I thought you were adding commentary. <laughs> I thought that was your color commentary there as I was talking. Because uh, you do that uh, sometimes. You. Sometimes you do just... Yeah. Yeah. But I took the kids to the grocery store on Sunday because what the other kind of aha moment in this whole transformation that we're doing with food and nutrition and, um, and you guys know we've talked about this extensively over the last few weeks is with our budget. Mm, And so one of the things that I am trying to do is to plan out our week so that I only go to the grocery stores. I actually shop at four different stores because of that's how I can best meet our family's needs. But I only do that on one day during the week. I hit all four stores on one day and that's it for the week. Um, so it takes a little bit of planning, but what I'm finding is a, the kids are very involved in food choices because they're with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you can steer them in the right direction if they're, if they're making a not so good choice. I mean, Alex comes home from the grocery store this weekend and he's like, dad, dad, I found a a cereal that has 13 grams of protein. And I'm thinking, 
uh, okay, this is awesome. And I've got a little girl that just absolutely loves rainbow chard. She thinks it's awesome. Although she like scooped up that polenta tonight. She was just chomping on it. That was, well, that was good too. It was good. But the, the rainbow chard she likes because when I have the stalks that are kind of that reddish pinkish color, she thinks it's cool that she has a vegetable that has pink in it. Um, and I was telling this to one of her mom's, uh, one of her friend's moms. And she just looks at me like, you have a daughter that knows what chard is? And for those of you that don't know, chard is a leafy green vegetable, um, kind of in the lettuce, kale family. Um, very good, quite tasty, and it's a heartier leaf. And I think that's part of the reason why she likes it, because it's actually like there's some substance to it. But, you know, we've been doing this. And, you know, of course, here's a week, you know, we've been doing this for two weeks now. And um, I usually buy a couple pounds of nuts. And because the kids have been snacking, like they're starting to snack on there, I, I'm looking at the week going, oh my gosh, I just bought a pound of almonds yesterday and they're almost gone. So there might be, a, there might have to be a subsequent trip this week because Tony can't live without his almonds. Right. But one thing we're finding out, we've gone back to the envelope system mm -hmm. that we learned years ago through Dave Ramsey. And we're learning that our envelopes actually have money in them. We've come to realize that Elisa was making shopping more of a sport and she would just go and buy and things were just getting spent. And, and I don't blame just Elisa, myself as well. The, the one thing we're doing, and I give a lot of credit to my wife here, is that every day she just sort of makes in a, a, just a little comment or two. This is where we are with the money. This is what's happened with it. And it, it's, you know, it's not something I asked her to do. It's not something I'm like requiring her, requiring her to give me this information. She's just chosen to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really awesome. And we actually even asked that this week on, on Facebook, you know, for the question of week, you know, how often do you talk about money with your spouse? And obviously the, the answers are all over the board. And, and I will have to say for us, for 2010, we were, we were shoddy at best. I think we may have talked about it once, maybe twice a month. I mean, I know at the end of the month when we were asking, when I was asking how much we needed, that was one time and maybe one other time when we were just maybe looking at a date night or something. But other than that, we really didn't go into it and ask, well, where's this money going or what's happening there? I, I will have to say in the, in the two weeks that we've been doing it for 2011, it, it's, it's much nicer. It's like, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to really think about it. We're, we're, we're back on that same page again. Mm -hmm. The only hard part for me, I'd say is when I'm doing business stuff or if I take somebody out for lunch or doing that, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, do but I, that's coming out of your business. Yeah. But I mean, is, is the business, the money that flows through business the same as what's flowing through? You know what? Personal? For me, that doesn't, uh, I know you've got to do, you know, if you're doing stuff with your business, that doesn't. Right. I, I guess I'm not looking for the feedback on that. Um, you know, Ron Mansky was the one who I think on, I don't know if he'd put it up on the website or if he put it up on the Facebook page who said that he and his wife check, he was on the website. Now that I think about it, he and his wife check in every day on this. And so it has become one of those things, you know, I mean, I ran into a situation this weekend where I was shopping at Costco and they had a really good deal on something to buy in bulk, but the entire cost of that was not in my weekly grocery budget, but I do have a miscellaneous fund right, for the extra stuff that I pulled from because I know I'm going to use this product. I know it was going to be a long-term savings right. for us. And so I just, you know, when I came home that night, I was like, okay, here's, here's what I did. 
it, technically it's groceries, but when I buy in such a large quantity, it kind of moves into that miscellaneous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tony's like, that's cool. And, you know, thanks for letting me know. And that's how more of our conversations are going now. You know, on the 15th, I'm like, okay, here's where we are. Here's a category that I'm a little concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, you know, I'm, I think we're good through the rest of the month. I kind of got my handle um, on all this stuff. You've got groceries for the week. Um, and, you know, for those of you, I'm just, as Tony was talking about the Facebook question this week, um, just going through and look at the responses if you get a chance and think about where you and your spouse are. Mm-hmm. And if you've been listening to us for the last two or three weeks, you know, just even where our journey has gone in the last month. And we used to be where we are today, cash basis, envelope system, uh, you know, I'm logging every receipt, I'm doing whatever. And and we got lazy. And, and my guess is those of you that have been on an envelope system, some of you, some of you may be just incredibly disciplined and hats off to you that you just are able to hang in there. Me, I got lazy and I'm probably not the only one. No, I mean, I was there too. So take a look at those comments. This might be an area heading into 2011 that you and your spouse just need to be like, okay, you know, let's read through these together. Where are we? Are we touching base or are we like Tony and Lisa were last year where I was like, okay, do we have money for date night or are we eating home? You know, that was pretty much the extent of it. Right. Um, so that's kind of where we are at the budget. And, um, good week for the dent dude that finally picked up. Praise God. Yeah. You're having an awesome January. I am. I'm having probably one of the best Januaries I've had in three years since the crash of 07. That's yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. That is good to hear. So that that's nice. So I, I appreciate all the prayers from you guys out there. I mean, it's just been, it's just been an awesome first couple of weeks there. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of good stuff going on, so uh, that's always fun. I'm getting ready to go away this weekend. You're taking off again. On the road again. Yeah. I, yeah. I won't make you all sit through a horrible rendition of me singing. Yes, please don't. Um, another Leah Sophia taking... training in Orlando. So. Yeah, it's a quick trip, though. Quick Thursday trip. to Sunday. Thursday to Sunday. Um, you know, getting So we need to get our groove on before you take off? Yes, that we gives need to you get only the groove like, on. gives you only one day for your... Get my groove Three on. days. Yes. So I know which day it's happening. Must be <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> he is makes, so quick. Makes that easy. Makes this that week. easy. Yes. yes nice. We'll definitely have sex on Wednesday. Beautiful. So, so yeah. But other than that, um, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. It for those of you that are freezing anywhere outside of I don't know, like the Southwest. We're sorry. We're having balmy spring weather here. Um, and so we've been enjoying just being out. The kids have been riding bikes and yeah, it's just we're having like springtime weather in January. So you're welcome to come visit anytime. Um, but yeah, we 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 feel for you because I was talking to my parents yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, and I talk about how balmy it is here in San Diego. My parents are in Ohio, and Dad's like, it was balmy here too. It went from 16 to 30, and I just was you know silence it was like deer in the headlights i mean it's so nice we're back out in the garage yeah which is cool and And i'm like cold yeah i mean we're just enjoying it i actually like podcasting out here better than inside i feel like we don't have even though the kids are asleep i feel like we don't have little ears yeah i agree i I like it just out here so we have uh some longtime listeners travis and shauna want to give them a big congratulations to giving birth shauna specifically giving birth to her their third 
child and mm-hmm. a son. And it was in an in an interesting way, I, I would that have to say. we found out, yeah, yeah. Because Tony had posted, you know, as we were talking about um, what was everybody doing? This weekend. This weekend. We uh, got the comment from them. Let's see. Had an unplanned home birth, delivering our child alone. Um, but other than that, not much. And uh, Travis went on to say, I think the fact that our marriage has gotten stronger over the past year helped us remain calm and work together. And so that is... Um, That's cool. That was very cool. To, and then Shanna replied later on in the comments. I, I saw this and before I saw your comment, honey, I was going to say the same thing. It was an amazing weekend. Best family activity we've ever done. Love you. And so that was... Uh, it's pretty amazing. I, th- they're the first couple I think I know that's ever done that. It's like, I, I don't... You know, that, that just doesn't happen. Right. Babies don't come that fast. You usually have time to to get to the hospital but um congratulations to them and the newest addition to their family and thank you to the two of you for sharing that with us that was that was a great way to learn something exciting about what's going on in the one extraordinary marriage community and if you want to any of you want to call in and leave a voice message that we can uh we can listen to here on air or answer a question for you you can call us at 858-876-5663 or if you'd like, you can email me at Tony at one or ask Tony at one extraordinary marriage.com or ask Elisa at one extraordinary marriage.com. Yep. So let's go from there to the strain of change. Mm-hmm. This is uh, I- I'm guessing that part of this is just knowing what some of our friends are going through mm-hmm. right now. And you know, those of you that attend a church um, know that seasons of your life change churches are made up of people so people change and there may come times where you need to consider changing churches or maybe like us you know seven eight no gosh 2001 almost 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um where you start thinking maybe it's maybe we needed to attend a church yeah that that was us back thousand that was october 2000 that was 2000 that's right we were up in spokane in 2001 um when Tony came off the trail in 2000, we'd both been raised Catholic, but had not attended church in a really, really, really long time. And had both kind of had some, some similar spiritual journeys while he was on the trail. And we'd moved into our condo in Rancho Santa Margarita. And of course, you know, you move in, you get invitations, you know, there's a, you always get an invitation for a church somewhere. And so we'd gotten this invitation to attend Saddleback Church, which we drove by. Um, there's at the 273, 170. I don't remember what the road was up there. I don't know. And for many of you who don't know about Saddleback, it's led by uh, senior pastor Rick Warren, who's written The Purpose Driven Life, The Purpose Driven Church. He's uh, did an the inaugural prayer for President Obama. Yeah. He just I mean, recently did amazing, a, an amazing yeah. group of people there. Re- really are. Um, did and we, it's much, much bigger than it was yeah, when we went. I mean, we didn't ago. know this when we were walking in there the first time. I, I for Elise and I, we just wanted to, we just wanted to be obscure. This anonymous. Is a, anonymous. We we just didn't want anybody to really know who we were. We weren't sure we knew what we wanted to do, and so it was a large venue that we could just sort of roll in and roll out and sort of figure out church and you know this thing. That's called being a follower of Jesus Christ, and but even but even that initial decision to attend 
a service. It was kind of like, oh. Yeah, even just bringing it up to each other to to Right, because I think you brought it up first. Well, I think I even brought it up when we were living in Costa Mesa and we never did anything. Like I came off the trail Mm -hmm. in September. Oh, wait, we must have gone later then. Maybe it was beginning of 2001. Must have been 2001. Yeah. Because we didn't move in until December of... of 2000. 2000. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it must have been like after I got off the trail, I remember mentioning it to you when we lived in Costa Mesa going, hey, you know, I had sort of the spiritual experience on the trail. We had discussed it a bit. You had yours. And I remember just sort of going, well, we should go look for a church. And that's where it ended. <laughs> I, we never did anything. Right. Because was it wasn't really an time. action. Right. Yeah. But that was also the time when we were going through some difficulties in our marriage and we almost got a divorce. Right. Yeah. It wasn't really the time that I think we were like, okay, yeah, let's add one more thing onto our plate. Like, let's go find a church. When it should have been. Right. Well, in hindsight. Right. Um, but we just so we, neglected to We did. Go. And, you know, so then we're in this community where Saddleback is a very large presence. And Tony brings it up again. I'm like, yeah. You know, they had a Saturday night service. Um, so we're like, all right, well, you know, that kind of works for us. We'll go on a Saturday night. and you know, Lisa and I love Saturday night services. It's something about us. Yeah, it's just, it, it works It works for, for us. us. I feel like we should say jinx or double jinx or whatever that thing is. Um, and so we went and it was very anonymous. I mean, at that point in time, they were probably getting, what, two to 3,000 people on a Saturday night service. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. Very... I felt like I was walking into Disneyland because they had the guys with the orange, you know, uh, cone director thingies like they do for the airplanes directing traffic and just all these people streaming into the sanctuary. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, worship was good. Worship, you know, it was just it was a good fit for us at that stage of our lives where we weren't sure what we were doing. We weren't sure where we were going spiritually, but we felt the need to be plugged in. And connected. And so, but it was a way for us to do that with baby steps. Mm-hmm. I really felt like that church. And then um, we, we went through their membership there. We did. I, I will, I will have to say once we were there, we, we were, we, we got on the same page. I think there are a couple of times when I look back that we weren't one was member, no membership. We were on the same page, but then there was baptism and that came around and you wanted to do it. And I think that was one of those times where I was like, um, should I be doing this? What's this all mean? But we did it together. We did it together. You actually helped baptize me. I have yes, pictures. I do. Um, or I did. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying for myself, I think you were ready more than I was. And I think as, you know, the leader of, I would say of our family, which was just you and I at the time, I felt like, well, I, okay, I guess I should be doing this too. Right. Um, but I still look back and go, wow, that was, even though I had no clue what I was doing, really, I, I look back and just go, wow, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. They have like a really nice, just so for you guys that haven't been baptized, you got to get baptized in like a cool place. Like, <laughs> as opposed to all the uncool places to be well, baptized. Well, like, like in a muddy lake, I don't find that to be cool. Oh. But <laughs> some people may have had wonderful baptism experiences in a muddy lake right now, and you've just totally negated that for them. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Your ideal place. Let's talk about okay, you. My ideal place. There we go. Elisa's <laughs> mad at me over here about well, saying that. It just kind of bothers me that, you know. Okay, for me. Okay, there you go. There we go. We got to be politically correct here a little bit. No, I'm not saying politically correct. I'm just saying you have to be sensitive 
Because, I mean, like we've heard people talk about their baptism experience. We've heard Harry, Pastor Harry, talk about, you know, baptizing people in, you know, Indiana. There are no oceans. Okay. Okay. My ideal place. Thank you very much. Go. Okay. Saddleback has a nice, awesome baptism tub deal, which is almost, it is a, like a hot tub because the water is probably about 90-ish, 95-ish. Nice, cool fountain, waterfall deal coming down. Really awesome. We had some really good times there. Another one's the ocean for me. I haven't, I've been to baptisms at the ocean. It just seems cool. Although you always see people getting like crashed by the waves and they're like, whoa, what just happened? And they're like all over the place and like the pastors are falling down too. It's, that's always, those, those ones are fun to watch. They're just fun to watch. But yes, you're right. My ideal. Your ideal. But all of you who have been baptized, I'm sure wherever it was, is special to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So that was Saddleback Mega Church, and it was not even the Mega Church that it is today, 10 years ago right. when we were there. And then, um, so that was the beginning of 2001. And then in the end of 2001, we moved up to Spokane, Washington. And we'd gone away for our anniversary, which was. Well, hold on. Oh, first, hold because on. I was up there first for about That's a true. month or two. Yeah. And I had felt like, and I was living in an apartment with nothing in it. I was sleeping on the living room floor with like a pad in the sleeping bag. (laughs) That year, 2000, September 11th happened. Elisa was down here in Southern California. I was up in Washington. I mean, it's some weird stuff. Um, I was working doing paintless dent repair up there. One of the guys I was working with was, uh, was a Christian guy, invited me to his church, didn't feel comfortable there. Uh, searched a couple other churches, didn't feel comfortable. And so I just stopped going Mm -hmm. (laughs) until you showed up. And then we went away for um, one of our, our anniversary was right after I came Mm -hmm. up. It was like the week after. And so we come back and we get our mail and there was an invitation to attend a church. There you go. Another invitation churches. If you're sending out invitations, they do hit home Um, for a church. And we were reading it and it sounded just like Saddleback. You know, a lot of the wording was the same and just, I remember we were reading it and we're like, oh my gosh, this is like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Saddleback in the Northwest. But it was a church that was just starting and they did say, you know, for our first ser- service, church plant. And so we go and um, there were probably, what, 20 people there? Yeah. 15 to and, 20 people and there. And most of them knew each other because they had all come from another church. Because or the pastor, had, they'd all been, they'd all been, when Mike, Mike Bros, this is, so this was at Crossroads. He was a youth pastor. He was a youth pastor in, I'm trying to think, where's Washington State? What's uh, Pullman? No. No, it wasn't Pullman. It was something else. Colfax. Colfax. So he'd been a youth pastor in Colfax. A lot of the kids from Colfax had moved up to Spokane. And so this was a lot of the beginning members of this church and so so these guys had all known each other for ages and so we come in you know the transplants from california and start talking with them and ended up becoming very good friends with mike and his wife randa and so we've gone now from a mega church to a church plant yeah where every you know it's kind of like cheers everybody knows your name your business it felt right though everybody does everything together because you're all in this beginning part together. Right. And it was a really good, you know, at that point in time, we were new to Spokane. We didn't know anybody. So it was a great way to have sort of instant friendships. Um, and it was the right fit at the time. Um, fast forward a year and a half. 
Well, and I even think while we were there, I was trying to go, this is getting, it, it was too small. Oh, and I think part of it too was the demographic. I mean, we were, the demographics of the group. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in our late 20s at the time. Um, Many of them were like in their early, early 20s. 20s. Right. We had just had Alex too. and we Yeah, we had Alex up there. Um, and so we were just moving into a different phase of life Yeah. at that point in time. And I think had we stayed, we probably would have ended up leaving, leaving that church. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I think one of the things that we learned there, you want to, you want to worship and you want to fellowship with people that are kind of in your same phase of life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to have mentors, those that have done it ahead of you. And it's important to have mentees, those that are coming up behind you. But it's also really important to have people in your peer group. Mm-hmm. And, and I give credit to all of you who are in church plants and you're you're in there and you're doing it because we know. That's we not know, easy. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's been a while since we've been there. But I, I give you credit because there's a lot that's going on. And uh, just keep at it. I mean, if Lord's called you to be there go for it. I, I just, I know for Elisa and I, we came to the end of Spokane as a whole and we were just sort of tired of the Northwest and cold and we were tired of the snow, tired of the snow. And we we're just, just longing to be back in Southern California. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the, the pull away from the church and everything wasn't just because the church was, wasn't working. It was just because we wanted to be out of there as well. We were ready to come home. We were. And so, we then moved here to Poway mm-hmm. uh, on recommendation from the same friend who recommended us moving to Spokane. <gasps> who subsequently no longer lives in Poway. Yeah, I think he moved out like six months after we moved here, wasn't yeah. it? Six months to a year. So we love I love you, you Kelly. <laughs> and we ended up here in Poway and we felt, okay, we need to look around again, find a, a church that will work for us. We we felt that too big of a church, uh, similar to a Saddleback, wasn't going to work. We liked the smallness, sort of that cohesiveness that was happening up in Spokane. But at the same time, we would we didn't want it that small. Mm-hmm. And we ended up checking out a couple of churches here in town. Um, some of them were just way off base, and I and I'm so glad at least not not, not way, off, off base, base, but just way just off, diff- very different, and than our way of right of worshiping and the the message. It, they just weren't good fits. Yeah, it just it, it, one of them in particular. I remember I just wanted to run out of there, and, and there was something about me that I just I just sat in my chair because I just wanted to be. Like, okay, I don't want to be rude and just get up and leave. But man, I look back and I think I should have. I mean, it was just like, are you, wow. But I don't know if any of you have ever done that before, but I sure in the heck didn't feel right. I mean, and once it was over, I wanted to get yeah, out of there. Yeah, we were just like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah, get Alex and go. And then, and then darn it, they got your phone number and they're calling us. And I'm just like, you know what? It, whoa, 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 whoa. You were not the one answering the phone. Are you sure? I am I, I'm positive. sure. I'm sure I answered the phone because I remember telling somebody that. We'll, okay. Well, I think I took two or three phone calls. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. That one, well, because we were naive, but you know, you, I mean, it's a good thing. We filled out the information card, but you fill out the information card at the beginning of the service as an, and 
you know, your first time attending, you don't necessarily know what the service is going to be like. And then they already had your you information. Know, they already had your information. Yeah. So then we're back to the phone book, literally going through. Um, yeah. I had gone to the library, copy pages out of the phone book. I so remember. You this. did? Yeah. Wait, we didn't have internet at that time? Uh, I don't think it had been set up yet. Oh, okay. Or, if, yeah, I, I don't, for some reason, I remember, I remember early they didn't on. They smartphones back then? Oh, I know. It was back in the dark ages, you know, all of 2003. It was. Um, that was a dark ages. Dark ages. Yeah, I don't think that the internet had been set up yet because I remember I would go to the library to do internet stuff. And then, so where did we go next? Did we go to another one? That's when we went to the... Yeah. Yeah. And so, sorry, I had to, we're not saying any church names on air because we are still in this community. Um, well, we say, we say the one that we're at now. Right. Okay. Right. So we went to another church and, um, larger than a church plant, um, but not mega church. And, you know, good, fe- good family feel. Good fam- Yeah. I mean, it felt like, you know, the, the arms were open and we were welcomed in. Um, and it was, it was definitely a place to kind of get our feet on the ground, um, to really feel like, okay, you know what, we're, we're establishing roots here in the community. We're involved. We were able to get involved in small groups. Um, met some wonderful people, met some people that we are still friends with to this day. I don't know if you say friends, but we're acquaintances. We we see if we see them, we're friendly. Yeah. Friendly. Um, and we were there for well, we were there four years. Yeah, I mean, Alex, I think. Uh, the loss of Andrew. We went through loss of Andrew. Abby was dedicated there. Abby was dedicated there. So yeah, so four years. So four years. Four and a half. And um, you know, it got Wasn't to. Long? How long have we been here? I think it's going on four years. So it's probably it was probably been as long there as it was here. Okay. Um. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things too where as Tony's cycling started to pick up um, and I'm, no, I'm not, but this, this was definitely, I mean, you guys hear us talk about our Saturday night services a lot and Tony is an early morning rider. It's the way his body works. He's not one of those guys that like in the middle of the day is like, honey, I'm going to go out for a three hour ride. That never happens. There are most weekend mornings that he is up and out of the house before the kids even roll over. Yeah. Because that's what he does. And, and you know, he at that point in time, he was training for long rides. So there would be Sundays where the kids and I would go to church by ourselves. And this was a time in my life when I was screwed up. I was upside down. He was upside I down. I mean, totally, you know, everything was just about me and my cycling. Mm-hmm. And after that, everybody else came. And that was just the way it rolled. Yeah. And, and so it was one of those things where, um, you know, I would get comments. You know, when we go to church, where's Tony? Um, because the church was probably about 300. Right. And but dwindling at times. You know, fluctuating, but around there. Um, and, and this was something for for me as well. As it wasn't just the cycling, but we had been in some small groups. And one thing that Elisa talked about, the move from Spokane um, that we probably would have made was being in a church which had more of our own peer group. Right. And so the church at Spokane didn't have that as much. We came down here and the church here as it, as it, as when we started was there, it grew, but then it started dwindling. So folks in our peer group were leaving and I 
being, and as I've grown over the years, I will say I have become less of a conservative when it comes to um, just sort of the way I view the church and what should be happening in it. And this, this approach that, you know, gosh, I, I just used to think everybody was perfect in there. And I've just learned over the years that we're not. And to tell our stories and to be real and to take off our masks is, tr- is truly where the church will grow. Mm-hmm. Because that's when everybody gets to see your true self. And those who are not Christian also get to see that you are not perfect. Right. So I, I was starting to have problems because everybody there wanted to be perfect and try to always look perfect. But you knew and I knew, as all of us know, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. So there was this big facade that was constantly being played. And so as at men's retreats or at these functions or at it just it just didn't feel real. It it just felt very uh just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very contrived. Contrived. And I, there were a number of conversations I had with guys about my pornography, uh, the use of alcohol, the use of drugs that honestly alienated me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had folks go, man, I'll make sure not to have my kids talk to you as they grow up sort of comments. And to me, this is my life. This is who I am. I am now cleansed of my sins because of my dedication to Jesus Christ. And I use what Jesus has given me, this life that he's given me, the good and the bad, to hopefully impact someone's life. Mm-hmm. So if in this lifetime I only can impact one person and that one person goes, you know what? Because I talked to Tony, I became a follower of Jesus and I've dedicated my life, then it's, it's all good. But if I'm in a place where I feel like I cannot say those things, then I felt squelched mm-hmm. and just really disgruntled. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it, it started to become a bigger issue between the two of us. Um, well, because I would just, then I began to just use cycling as my scapegoat. Right. You I would I just cycle just, every Sunday. I'd just be like, well, you know what? Uh, I'm I, riding. I, I'm just riding. I'm going to ride long. Yeah, I could be back for the 10 and 30 service or, you know, do my long ride Saturday and do a short ride Sunday. And I just was like, eh, forget it. I'll just, I'll just ride long. It was just my way of not, mm-hmm. not going. And, and for me, it was one of those things where um, I'd gotten involved in a women's small group. And so I was feeling connected there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, after a couple months of this, Tony broached the subject of us trying another church. And I was just, I, I dug my heels and I'm like, there's no way I've got friends here. This is where I'm plugged in, you know, basically figure it out. Right. But we're not moving churches. And he's like, no, I really want to try a different church. And so I will never forget this. This is a couple months after I even made that. Right. So, I mean, I made that comment and then it took another two or three months before I could even get her to act because it was just like, no, I'm not doing it. So we get up on Sunday morning and we decide we're going to try another church. And Alex is old enough at the time to know how we drive to church. And so we drove past where we normally would turn to go to church. And he's like, where are we going? And we tell him that we're going to go 
just check out a new church. And he flew into hysterics. Yeah, we're driving. We're driving. He we're is, about into the driveway at this point. I, the hyperventilating, church. screaming, just completely enraged because this is the only church that he had ever known. Right. You know, he had been the prince of the nursery. You know, right. everybody knew Alex. He he was just he was loved, and there was a very real sense of this is going to change my world for him and so of course that as a mama bear i'm like oh we can't you know we can't do this and so we get there and as a dad i'm driving and i don't know if any of you've ever experienced this but you just want to flip out because the screaming and the crying and my blood is just rising and i'm like sweating and i'm just oh my gosh i was just so mad because i felt like oh okay i finally am going to be able to go somewhere different and maybe possibly find a place for myself. And I wasn't thinking about my family at that point. I was just thinking about me. And oh my gosh, Alex was just he, out of, he I was mean, out we, of control. Yeah. We drove in one drive and you stopped the car. And I looked at you and said, are we really going to take him inside? Like, are we really going to take this screaming, crazy child who was just so upset? Are we going to try and do this? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I, I guess not. Turn the car back on. And we drove off. We drove off. And it, we went home. I we don't went even, home. We, we didn't, didn't go well, to church no, that day. No, because we'd missed the other. It just, yeah. timing wise, we'd missed the other service. And, and But the seed was planted in my mind that if Tony wasn't happy in the church that we were at, then something vital was going to be going on in our marriage. There, there was going to be a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, as there already was ha- one happening well, there was but I think I think seeing that whole thing play out between you and Alex and the screaming and, and the stress and the fact that even though he was so worked up you just kept driving to that church You're like I'm going to that church I'm going I'm going to check out another try you know um, it, it really got me to thinking that if he's not going to church with me what is this doing? You know, how is this going to play out in our marriage? Am I, you know, am I going to just be taking my children to church because their dad goes on a bike ride every Sunday morning? You know, is that going to work out for us? And, you know, so I started doing some research on some of the other churches um, in the area. And for us, we talked about it. We're like, what, what are we looking for? And we were looking for a church that did have those Saturday night services because that was a big deal to us because that meant that we could go to church as a family. It would, you know, Tony could ride, do his ministry that he does on, you know, on his bike, but he could also go to church with us as a family. We wanted a church that had a really strong youth program. I mean, we were looking at the fact that, okay, we feel that church is important. Mm-hmm. We want a, pro- a church that's got a strong program for our kids. And we needed something with a little bit more size. Yeah. Because we wanted we wanted to have the opportunity to do different things, to be encouraged to do different things. And one that wasn't so conservative. And one that wasn't so conservative. And so um, a couple months, another couple months go by because, you know, those of you that have thought about going to different churches, those of you that have attempted, you know that it is a process. You very rarely just go to a church and be like, "Woo, that fits perfectly. Let's do it. You know, because you might hear something in the sermon that doesn't resonate with you. You might hear, you know, somebody might not be super friendly. You know, one of the greeters is having a bad day and they're not, you know, whatever. And 
you have to try it a few times. You have to listen to the worship a few times. Does this resonate with you? Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember some of the conversations we had, you know, afterwards and just sort of that, that change happening. You're just sort of like, yeah, this is, this is, this is good. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, this is right on. This is what I need. Yes. Praise Jesus. And it was, it was hard for me because I really felt plugged in with that woman's small group. I know. And, um, but, you know, I told them one night, I said, you know, I just need to let you guys know that we've decided to, um, we've decided to do something different. We're going to be trying out a new church. And, and interestingly enough, I did hear from a couple of them. Wow. You know, I mean, there was almost this, this respect that you would actually like go out and try something, try new. something new that maybe if it wasn't fit and if it wasn't fitting, you were going to try and fix that, come up with another solution because then they started to share their issues, you know, while I'm not real happy with this or I'm not, you know, but you know, there was always a problem followed with a, but, mm-hmm. you know, and so it was one of those things where it was kind of on a trial, but like, okay, let's see if this works. And interestingly enough, those women that I was so close with or thought I was really, those friendships didn't last. And that was, that was a painful thing for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and dealing with that. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm so close to these women. And yet, I, you know, I, I occasionally see them around town, but it wasn't, um, it's not much more than kind of your courtesy. Hey, how are you? How are the kids? You know, what's, what's new. And so uh, growing pains, um, you know, things, this was an area that really put some strain on our marriage. You know, because when Tony wanted to change churches and I didn't, that was not, that was not good. When Tony wasn't going to church and I was, that was not good. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know Tony had put up. Um, and w- the one thing I do want to say though is yeah. as we got to where we are now and, and we're at the church at Rancho Bernardo and you guys have heard us mention that it, it, it worked. And even though there are some hard times getting to that point, I truly believe for both of us now, Lisa and I both could sit here and go, it's the best thing we've done. You know, it was tough getting to where we are now. I mean, we've told you sort of, well, not sort of, but we told you our life in the churches mm-hmm. and the ones we've gone to. And, and this is the one for us. We feel it. We've seen people come and go. Mm-hmm. But for us, this is it. I mean, we've led small groups. We've taken a step away. We've been a part of different um, different func- or ministries at the mm-hmm. church. And we've taken steps away. For us, it works. But what I want to say, and the reason we're, we did this podcast tonight is because the strain of change can happen if you're changing churches or anything else in your life you got to understand that it's a process sometimes and that, you know, as you're going through it, yes, it doesn't always look rosy and good, but hopefully through prayer and conversation and, and just discussion with your spouse that the change turns out to be what you always wanted. Well, and uh, you know, very much the reality for us is that we would not be doing this podcast if we hadn't changed churches. Mm -mm. Right. Because I needed, I needed to be somewhere where I could be let go and, and let me just be the child of God that I am. Mm -hmm. And what you hear is what you get with me. 
and I'll talk to my pastors about the stuff that I've gone through and, and talk to them frankly. And, and if there's something I, I disagree with, I, I can email them and, and discuss it with them. Mm-hmm. I've told you that I, I will sit down with uh, one of our marriage pastors, uh, Ken, and we'll talk. And even though we may disagree on stuff or we may have some, just some slight differences, it's still good. I mean, but that's us. Right. And wherever you are, I mean, I hope that both of you are there and you're both on the same page. And if you're not, this is one of those areas that, you know, is vital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not one of those areas where you need, you know, I would say, you know, just be quiet and, you know, let the stronger personality make the decision. Your faith and your that foundation in your marriage, you need to be on the same page as far as that goes. It needs to be working in your relationship. And if it's not, if you're not going to, you know, I'm looking at the comments here. Um, Yeah. There's Mary who says that she and her husband are different denominations. So that we go to two churches. It sounds like that is working for them. Um, But if you're in a situation where it's not working, where maybe you're not attending church with your spouse or, you know, like Tony was, Tony's just doing long bike rides. Like I'm, riding my bike you know well spiritual intimacy doesn't always have to happen in the church obviously and i think in mary's case and her husband i'm sure it sounds it sounds like it works for them because Mm -hmm. i'm sure what they're able to do is and still be able to talk about right the spirituality and bring that intimacy back home Mm -hmm. it's when you're in two separate churches and you're not talking about each other in the same church not in the same church and oh, the spiritual intimacy, there's a friction going on because you're not attending my church and I'm not attending your church. And Or if, if only one of you is attending church. I mean, you know, we hear this many times, you know, I, in fact, there's a small group that's starting at our church with women whose husbands aren't attending church with them. And, you know, those are situations where, you know, prayer, obviously, um, mm-hmm. prayer and encouragement and you know it's one of those things where having that foundation permeates all aspects of your marriage you know and it's hard when you're not on the same page we've been through that in different spots in our marriage and you know i will i will definitely say it's much nicer when you are on the same page and when you both are excited about it you know if you are attending church together you're both excited about attending that church together um but you know as i'm looking through these comments too you know it's important that there's a balance you know david here says that um you know he said he was a youth pastor at a church he should have resigned from i wanted to push on and my wife was burnt we moved from there to another church where i was the youth pastor it didn't get any better i spent the first four years of my marriage going to church with people other than my spouse she was there, but I had responsibility. She felt very alone and I didn't understand because I was serving God. I finally burned out and we got it right. We love going to service together now. Hmm. It has been eight years since then and the wounds still ache from time to time. It is so critical that you guys find the common ground that works for both of you, not just a common ground because you don't want to deal with conflict. Um, w- this dynamic will be different 
for every single couple listening to this podcast. And I'm not going to tell you that you both have to go to church together. Or, you know, if you go to different churches that you have to, you know, come back after your services and have whatever, whatever works in your marriage but make sure you've got the foundation to be able to have those discussions, to be able to say, you know what, if it isn't working, we need to talk about this Mm -hmm. because there was a time when we didn't have that kind of foundation and and it led to a lot of stress and strain in our marriage and change was very hard. Alex screaming fit on the way to church that first time very much echoed he was just manifesting in his little body what I wanted to be doing because I didn't want to go either. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been such a blessing to us. And change often results in enormous unforeseen blessings. You just have to kind of go through the trial of it to get there. Right. And that's not always easy. What's that? Tim's. Oh, Tim at the top. Um, he was saying they've gone through Hold on, let me get up here. They've gone through change before. He said, we only left when we both fully agreed. Mm-hmm. We've only done that one time in 20 years. The other time we left a church was a move across the country. Um, and that's an important thing too, you know, where he, that he brings up that they fully agreed. Well, that, that means that there was conversation happening, right. which is, which is key. And you know what? I didn't do it well. In all honesty, uh, my, mine was, we need a change. And it wasn't a, there wasn't much discussion about it. It was just, I'm not feeling, you know, it was an emotional part of me. And it was just like, I, I'm not feeling this place. I, I don't, I don't seek it. I don't find it, um, fun or exciting. And, you know, there wasn't conversation. So what Tim brings up is, is very key. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if you're not, uh, if this is an area in your marriage that, needs some work, um, take some time this week to sit down and, and talk about how the spiritual intimacy is going in your marriage. Is it there? Is it not there? If it's not there, what do you both desire? You know, use this week to start laying the groundwork for that foundation. If things are going well, celebrate that fact. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, embrace and enjoy the fact that you guys are in a good place, whether it's, you know, you're going to church together or you found a way to make the spiritual intimacy work in your marriage. But don't be surprised when I tell you that change always comes and you might not know when it's going to come, but it will. And be willing to walk through those conversations and talk through those needs on both sides. Yeah. I agree with you. And so to that end, you guys, love you guys. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, 
please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.